Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome to the T2 Hubcast with me, Martin Johnson. And me, Dave Pendleton. Dave Pendleton, how are you? Very well, all things considered. Thank you. What about you, mate? I am very good. I'm very good. We're um, <laughs> we're surviving. I'd like to say we're thriving, but we're we're in the transition between surviving and thriving. I think hopefully the next um, two or three weeks, Dave, and we'll uh, we'll have some light at the end of the tunnel. I'm hoping so. Yeah, um, for sure. So uh, we've 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 not been on the podcast of, of late, Dave, primarily because we've obviously uh, transitioned into lockdown and we've been um, we've been doing a lot of stuff around the hub and on on Microsoft Teams via video. But uh, we wanted to come back this week and, and record a few podcasts, and and particularly me and you wanted to jump on and do this one because we think it's really really um, relevant to the current situation. We think uh, a lot of people. Uh, will resonate with this, but um, and some companies are getting it right, and some companies are maybe not getting it right. But overall, this is a really crucial time throughout this pandemic for what we call service or customer service, customer experience. We'd throw into that as well. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, as our resident customer service and experience guru, Dave, I just wanted to get you on and and chew, <laughs> chew the fat and pick your brains <laughs> a little bit on on. The importance of service throughout this pandemic. So, I guess before we get stuck into it, uh, uh, what's your first thoughts on it, Dave? I mean, you you're a stickler for service anyway. <laughs> yeah. But um, is it is it actually you know more important than ever? Uh yeah. I mean, you know, we've we've got to add the caveat that we are in extraordinary times. Uh, you know, which has been said countless times, but it's worth reflecting on what actually happens in the real world and what's actually happening right now. I think from my experience, and as you rightly say, I am a bit of a service stickler. Uh, I, I do like to, 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 I guess, for people to, to try and tune in to how I feel and help me feel better by the end of some sort of customer service transaction. Um, but, you know, what I've got to say, I, I've had nothing really to to complain about. And actually, I've had some things to really praise at the moment, um, which is not like me. And I don't really think that's a a real picture of the world in terms of how good service is out there, because I think it's quite poor usually. Yeah, you are. I mean, you have a good old debate and you do like a good old moan. And, um, (laughs) you know, and and it's one of them where it's if, if, if service isn't what you expect, you know, sometimes I'm one of them that just lets things go. Sometimes I'm not, but sometimes I am. But you're particularly one who, you know, as well as well as picking up poor service, Dave, you go above and beyond to to really recognise and reward great service. So it goes both ways. But um, I guess at this time, I'm seeing a, I'm seeing the majority of organisations uh, make a real effort for for people. Um, and there's many different industries who are uh, who are absolutely trying to um, respond to service needs right now. Whether it's the airline industries and the holiday companies who are desperately trying to work with people on refunding or, or sorting out cancelled holidays. There's the internet service providers uh, and the communication service providers who are trying to keep people connected and, and up and running from home. 
there's the uh, media companies and the and the and the you know the TV and online platforms and the mid digital platforms like Disney and Netflix, etc. Mm-hmm. Then there's your financial in- institutions like your banks, your mortgages providers, your insurers. You know, there's a lot of industries out there who are try who are having to respond to situ- the situation to help people. Um, and I guess you know at the minute one of the one of the more high profile ones, and I'll throw it out there to start with, Dave is the difference between some of the other holiday companies and others, you know, in terms of some are working on refunds and some are, you know, working on say, or say, on saying to people, they said, you're going to have to defer, we can't refund you, but you're going to have to defer um, your holiday to next year. You're going to have to rebook. Mm. Uh, and, and, the, and that's people who are, are right now financially worried, financially anxious and could do with that refund and just to reset and yet they can't take the money back out of the from from the holiday. So that's an example of where one organization is looking at the long-term relationship and the immediate service that's going to secure that versus one who is trying to stay alive potentially or looking at the econo- economic situation rather than the emotional one. Um, yeah, and do you know what? It's an interesting thing. I was just reading about this yesterday on... Um... Uh, uh, Martin, what's his name's uh, money saving? Martin, Martin yeah. Lewis, that's right. His, his money saving pages, um, and and obviously he was naming and shaming a few companies because that's what he does. Uh, and actually saying that's that's against legislation. Um, it's actually against law as well. Uh, withholding money, where flights, holidays, and any kind of travel um, is being withheld because the travel company or the travel organisations have cancelled uh, either the flights, the travel or the holiday, as opposed to the individual cancelling, which is a really interesting fact. So so actually, I think there's going to be a huge kickback when, when all this has, has sort of died down and settled a little more. Um, and I think there's going to be an awful lot of businesses going to be finding themselves at the, at the wrong end of claims and having to pay. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I know recently, um, and, and, it, and we can quote the brands because it's in the public domain, but recently, for example, TUI has done a U-turn because we booked our holiday with TUI and they did a U-turn from saying, we're going to not refund, but you can, you, you've got credit with a 20% discount for next year, which sounds great. So mm. actually you can, you can rebook the same holiday at 20% less for next year, but we're going to withhold the money. And they've done recently done a U-turn to to offering refunds again so they yeah. must have they must have had that advice from a legal perspective yes. that actually yeah. you cannot withhold somebody's money if the if the holiday has been cancelled anyway two two we have been great with it because they, they're definitely they're trying to do the right things whereas you know the the, the most famous high profile came up case at the minute dave is virgin richard branson himself i mean he's been dragged (laughs) he's been dragged through the mud in the media for some of his decision making and and for looking for bailouts and all of this type of stuff but they're an organ a company at the minute who are not refunding they're trying to they're trying to you know reschedule flights and holidays for for the following year so it'll be Mm -hmm. interesting to see what what happens with virgin going forward but coming back to the point of service dave sure in this in this time of need all we want and all consumers want or, or business to business clients want is understanding empathy and uh, and support in the best way possible. We understand that businesses have to stay afloat and businesses have to still survive this as well. Mm. But some businesses are really getting it right in terms of that empathy and that understanding and doing the right thing. And I think they're the ones who are going to come out of this in the long term 
with the brand uh, and the support of the of the end user and the consumer or or the buyer. Yeah, I think I think you know we've got to take um, cash flow out of the equation just for for a moment, uh, and I think the ones that are getting it right are thinking long term, as opposed to thinking short term and keeping the money coming in. Um, I know I've I've made a few phone calls to you know people we've got finance with and and mortgage companies and so forth, uh, and they couldn't be more accommodating, they couldn't be more helpful. The process couldn't have been quicker and easier to do. No applications, no qualifications, no reviewing your credit history, nothing whatsoever. Um, and I think you hit on a really good point there about it being simply about empathy. Um, and I guess, you know, when I'm running training courses and, you know, and all the rest of it on um, customer service, for me, the organizations who have got service right and they do it well are the ones who can empathize with how customers are feeling at that time. Um, you know, and they go a little further than some. They don't operate within, you know, such defined boundaries because we might have to move around a little bit more to help the customer feel better. Now, I think the difference between how the world is usually and where we are now is that quite frequently businesses, you know, and organizations don't put themselves in our shoes. They're just thinking about cash flow and profit and turnover, you know, and shareholder payments and all the rest of it. Um, whereas now, Every single person is in exactly the same boat. You know, the directors who are making the rules, you know, the, the senior leaders and senior management, they're all in exactly the same boat and they all know exactly how the customers feel. Yeah. And, and they themselves are actually asking for great customer service from their providers. Um, and I think that's the difference at the moment. Yeah. And I think it is a trade off, Dave, in, in terms of what you say, in terms of as a business owner myself, you've got to balance the doing the right thing for your customers, but you've also got to keep the lights on. So yeah. it, as long as you can try and find that middle ground, that's, mm. that's the main thing. So for example, you know, some of the insurance companies who have put their car insurance customers on a three month break payment break have not canceled their insurance. They're saying, listen, don't pay us for three months because you're not able to drive your car for the next two months. So mm. we want to give you a few month's premium back sure. now however the payments are going to start again in three months but what has that car insurance company just done they've secured your business probably for the next three years regardless of the premium because you will remember when they proactively gave you a three-month payment break uh, mm -hmm. in, in your moment of need mm -hmm. so that's a, that's to your point that's a that's a long-term strategy they're thinking long term but they're giving back in the short term and and then overall everybody's a winner and i think it's like the mortgage nationwide and who I'm with and some of the other mortgage companies instantly with the government, obviously announcement, giving everybody mortgage holidays. Um, and you can think of a number of, you know, Disney plus giving free, a free streaming service in the short term. And there's, there's, there's all these different, um, you know, examples, examples yeah. of where people are looking long term, but they're also saying, listen, we are a business and we are going to need you to continue work, you know, paying us and, and, mm. and being a customer of ours. But in this short period, we recognize that, you know, everybody's, um, you know, worried. There's anxiety levels and therefore we're going to help you. And I think that's what the great organizations are getting right. And, yeah. and, and all people like Richard Branson are doing is if you're getting dragged through the mire right now in terms of the media and the media is not accurate all the time. And there's always different <laughs> no. stories. But if you're getting dragged through the media for making decisions that are, are solely for your own personal gain, you know, if you're laying off 
thousands, tens of thousands of employees, but you're sat as a billionaire on an island. Now, I've got my own opinions mm. on that and everybody else, mm. right? You've just got to think about the decisions you make and the way it looks right now because people will remember. And, you know, true, false, Absolutely. indifferent mm. people will remember. And therefore, some people are really getting it right. Um, you say something interesting, Dave, that I wanted to pick your brains on. Mm. Uh, and you say there's a difference between customer service and customer experience, which I agree sure. with. But yeah. you wrote something in a recent paper that you wrote, which you said the businesses who are getting it right at the moment are very much focused on the experience a customer has rather than providing a point of contact from a service perspective. What? Just mm. elaborate on the difference and what you mean by that. Well, um, you know, the vast, the vast majority of cases when the world is normal, customer service is generally quite transactional. You know, there's a there's a problem, there is an issue in somebody's world with a product or a service somewhere or another. You know, we, we find the phone number, we make a phone call, we go through an automated process, which is quite frustrating, it's usually quite lengthy. We deal with um, a service handler, you know, to, to varying degrees of success. And as long as we get some kind of resolution that we're relatively happy with at the time, you know, we've got some sort of short-term win and a, and a short-term sense of satisfaction that quickly dissolves. Um, you know, and the next time we come to buy that product or service, we're very, very happy to find alternatives elsewhere, probably to do with price, sometimes to do with service. We're quite happy to get other quotes and there's very little loyalty. Whereas um, a couple of organisations or businesses that I deal with, um, you know, through home stuff, they're actually going above and beyond, not only to carry out that, that sort of semi-transactional piece that makes me feel better at the time, but then there's some follow-up stuff as well. So a follow-up email, you know, a follow-up phone call, a follow-up letter, just to make sure that they did exactly what I needed them to do. And if there's anything else, to get in touch via this medium. Now, what they're not doing, which is interesting, is, is reproviding the phone number because... Obviously, these, these uh, customer service departments, teams, and so forth, uh, because exactly where we are at the moment, they themselves have got reduced headcount and reduced resource. You know, they've probably got a whole bunch of people working from home using you know, relatively sketchy technology to carry out the same process from home because they're not in this digital call center. So, so they want to decrease the traffic going into the call centers, but they still want to help you as a customer experience the very best service that they can provide yeah um so what they're doing is they're, they're directing you to portals directing you to websites directing you to faq sections of you know websites that have been set up solely for for the covid19 situation and i think that's that's the difference between just helping me at point of contact and actually making sure that not only i was happy with the point of contact service but then following it up with a letter but then also give me a, a separate facility, a self-serve facility that I can go to, uh, you know, if I need answers to different questions. Yeah, absolutely. Makes perfect sense. And I think one of the things you said before, Dave, that always made me think was, um, you know, customer service is how, you know, customer service is based on your view of the situation, how the situation was de you know, dealt with, yeah. the, the transactional outcome that happened in that service engagement. Whereas customer experience was how it made me feel, yeah, and I and I, and I think that yeah. that that always stuck with me when you explained it like that. You know, you know, service is my perception of how the situation went, 
you know, the, mm. the, the you know the, yeah. the outcome, the transactional outcome that happened, was it fulfilled or not? But the customer experience I had was how it actually made me feel along the way. And I think, you know, that's that's a really key point at this moment in time through mm. COVID-19. How are you making your customers feel? You know, um, and, and it doesn't always have to be interhuman. You know, um, Lucy, my wife, recently, just last week, had, had a, was due an upgrade on her phone. And it was a very timely upgrade because... Uh, her phone was smashed. She dropped it a few times. It was a bit old and battered. And, you know, she was she was due a new one. And mm. and I thought this is going to be impossible to get a new phone out from the, mm. from the service provider directly to my door. And then I've got to transfer all of the information over, all of the backup. And, you know, sometimes you know how easy or how, how hard that can be. And then am I going to be waiting ages for somebody to help me on customer services, et cetera? Anyway, I, I dropped an email to the provider, to the communications provider, they asked me three questions. They sent me an online form. I filled it in in 30 seconds, Dave. It, mm-hmm. it, it, we chose the phone. It came through the next working day via courier mm-hmm. to our house. And there was a one-page letter that said, there's a new uh, QR code system. All you need to do via Bluetooth is hold one phone over the other phone and, all, and all of the data will transfer within five minutes. Nothing else to yeah. do. And literally... I, I, I followed the instruction. I held it over the QR code. It was this amazing little digital, like, fingerprint. And then it transferred the entire content. And I mean the entire contents of mm. the phone in 10 minutes. And she was up and running with a new phone without even speaking to a human being. Now, that's made us feel like we, we were looking at each other going, this is too good to be true, right? This mm-hmm. is, we don't even have to have <laughs> help, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's, that's credit to Apple and to the way their technology works at the minute. But... Even the communication service provider who who we procured it through, the service level from ordering online to the courier arriving the next day to a one-page instruction manual to being able to upload it in 15 minutes, that made us feel great. And, and, uh, and it was effortless. So there's plenty of examples about it, Dave, but I really do like sort of challenging customers to say, it's not about you transaction, transacting uh, customers' needs right now. It's about how you're no. making them feel. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It is 100%. Cool. I mean, there's 18 minutes flown by straight away, Dave. Any final pointers from you in terms of, I mean, we talked a little bit around the different industries that are, are having to respond to COVID-19 and some are getting it right and some are not. But in the main, I think a lot of organisations are showing that level of empathy that the, the country needs at the minute. We've mm. talked a little bit around the difference between service and experience. Is there any final pointers or thoughts you would give people at this time in terms of service during the pandemic. And, and we don't know how long this is going to last for Dave. We don't know if it's going to be three or four weeks and we're returning, it don't know, three months, who knows? Uh, it's going to be gradual. But and, and even then, there's going to be a new normal, Dave, isn't there? There's not going to be the same norm. Mm. It's going to be a new no, norm. Isn't. So it's not as if companies that we've talked about can get three months down the line and go, right, you know, everything's... Re- this is going to normal. Yeah, this is going to be an evolving <laughs> thing. But is there any final thoughts from you in terms of you know, service during the pandemic? Well, I think I think it's kind of just a keep going as you are, really, because I think there are a lot of businesses doing a really good job. Um, you, you say there's a few exam- uh, there are a few examples of ones that are not. We've highlighted that, and I'm sure there'll be a few more, but I'd rather focus on the people that are doing really well. And I think the, the message for me would just be just to, to carry on understanding how people feel don't just fix the problem in hand 
continue to support customers wherever they need it, you know, within the parameters of reality. Uh, and I don't think people will go too far wrong. Awesome. Love that, Dave. Dave, great to chat to you this morning. Uh, we'll probably come back next week and do a few more podcasting and, and, and keep them flowing now we're established yeah, at home. Sure. Um, <clears throat> thanks for that, mate. Really interesting stuff. And we'll be back shortly with another T2 Hubcast. Cheers, Dave. Thanks, man.